Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on a new generation of radio. The mightier 1090 AM, SoCal Sports Talk. We're back once again, segment two. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they're free. I'm Joshua Fisher with Alexander Disopolis and San Diego's own Nicholas Snacks Kreider. And like we said in segment one, we have a special guest with Chris Harris Jr., cornerback for the Los Angeles Chargers, joining us today. We had him on our Horns Up podcast talking a little Texas. We also talked some Chargers football. So that's the segment you guys are going to get today. It's really exciting. What a nice dude he was. Absolute angel. Angel of a human being. I wish him nothing but the best. I wish I wish all our guests nothing but the best, but I really wish him double nothing but the best because he was such a good – he was energetic. You guys will hear. Down to talk. So accomplished. Uh, it really just shows you what an undrafted guy can do given the right opportunity with all his work ethic. Um, and, look, this Chargers team has been a bit up and down, but it's still a team that we think can contend and potentially go deep in the playoffs given the opportunity and given the run. Yeah, I mean, they've suffered a couple of tough losses back-to-back, but hopefully they can get back on track. Um, on the Sunday night game against Pittsburgh uh, with that defense manned by Chris Harris Jr., our next guest. So, yep. everyone, take a listen. Enjoy. And today we have an amazing guest. We have Chris Harris Jr., four-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ. You know what the craziest thing that we were looking up and we realized? 2010 all-decade team, dude. Wild. I mean, look, hey, we love football. I knew you were a baller, but when I saw that, I was like, dang, man, this guy's on fire. Member of the Chargers right now. Uh, and again, obviously a former Jayhawk. Did having a good basketball team kind of fuel you guys as well? Like, what was the relationship there in Kansas? Yeah. Oh, man, it was great, man. Uh, just coming in, you felt like you were welcomed by, by those basketball guys too for me. You know, uh, that's how they treated me. You know, uh, Darnell Jackson, um, you know, Mario Chalmers. Those are my guys still to this day, you know, Sharon Collins. So, I came in and actually built a great relationship with those guys. And uh, that did fuel us. We wanted to be just as good as them. And, you know, and uh, we had the school rocking during the football season. And then once uh, basketball season, they had it rocking. And uh, that year to be a winner, Orange Bowl and a national championship, I think we fed off each other. You know, they kind of understood like, hey, we did this in football. So now they know they got to top that. So I think we kind of fueled each other that year. We're kind of seeing it, too, in pro sports. I mean, you see, like, you know, Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl, then the Lightning win the NHL, and then, yeah. you know, the, the Braves go off and, and win uh, the, the World Series, and they got Georgia being hot right now. So it's kind of fueling the teams around. So, like, what's that like, you know, in the NFL, you know, when you got yeah. the Dodgers right now that are playing good baseball, you're the Padres. I mean, that's still San Diego fan base that follows the Chargers. You got the Lakers. I mean, you guys yeah. feel that, right, as Chargers? Oh, yeah, Chargers, I mean, we're competing with a lot of teams. And, you know, especially the Rams, you yeah. know, now everybody's penciled, in, penciled the Rams to win the Super Bowl. So we're kind of like over here, like, y'all can't sleep on us either because we're going to make a run too. So uh, that's our attitude. And, uh, and we know that we're kind of like the underdog here in L.A. that, uh, that can, that can uh, kind of surprise everybody. So we're taking on that role. We're cool with it being under, under the radar. Of course. But, uh, they got to respect us definitely every week. For sure. Yeah. I, I'm a true San Diego 
a Charger fan like since I was born. And it, it did hurt me a little bit when they left. But I live in L.A. now, so I support you guys. But what has yeah. changed this year? I feel like the narrative is so different than it has been in years past where the Chargers lose close games or, you know, they fall apart in the fourth quarter. What's so different about this year that is making this team turn the page? Oh, man, we feel like we can win every game. We, we feel if we go out there and play our game and play the level uh, that at our standard on offense and defense, we feel like nobody can beat us. And uh, uh, we've had a couple games where we was able to put them all together and play at a high level. And uh, and um, that's how we got out fast. And uh, we need to – now it's time to get that streak. I always say uh, the real football starts in November, December, so it's time for us to get hot and get rolling especially uh, these next four games that we have. Mm -hmm. That is one thing the Chargers always had uh, in the 2000s, like Flip Rivers. The minute it hit, yeah. de it hit December. Oh, Mr. December, always. Yeah, the guy was like lights out. I mean, you play, you weren't yeah. on the team. You were against him in Denver. Yeah. And y'all had yeah. to roll out there. What's it? I mean, you were with Peyton, who yeah. I'll say, and look, I'm a Boston dude, like obviously love Tom my whole life. But I think as far as like mm. skill set goes, I think Peyton's the best I've ever seen. The ability to throw a ball, read a defense, um, yeah. be a pure quarterback. What do you see in Herbert after having played with Peyton? Yeah. Uh, Herbert and Herbert, Peyton and Tom is they they can throw it anywhere on the field. And you, you know, they have that great touch that you can put it in there. You know, Peyton, Peyton, I've, I haven't seen touch like Peyton. You know, he can just drop it in in a basket, you know, I haven't seen in like the touch that he has. Uh, but the thing that, um, that really separated Peyton was he ran the show 24 seven on the, on the field, you know, checking audibles or even calling the plays, you know, uh, Brady, he did it a little bit, but they really had a system with Josh McDaniels and with Brady and them what they do, you know, and they carried on to that system. But Peyton was a true, like I'm calling the plays. I'm doing the checks. I'm doing the protections. Like he really controlled the offense, and uh, that's what that's the growth that I want to see from Herbert. As you know, as he's in his second year, he's definitely uh, improving. He's getting better at, at that. Um, you know, talent. I mean, he can throw the ball anywhere. You know, yeah. it's out of this world. But to the Peyton Manning's level, you know that that's what he was doing. You know, being able to just run the complete show and uh, know everything that the defense is in, know every look. You can't confuse them. So um, that's that's just the next level of to get the Peyton's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? You go against Mahomes all the time. Oh yeah. You Mahomes love is definitely you, the most athletic. Yeah. yeah. Best thrower. Oh yeah. I mean, thrown on the run. Uh, you know, Mahomes is probably the best talented, you know, most talented thrower that I face. Yeah. But a guy like you yeah. though, who's so accomplished, do you, do you just relish that? I mean, I'm sure like we're yeah. sitting there, you know, kind of like, you know, on the couch or in the stands or in the, you know, just reporting like, okay, they're going against Mahomes. The defense must be like dreading it, but that's like I feel like not the correct mindset. I feel like you guys are like yeah. licking your chops, like give me a shot at this guy. Is, is that more in the correct wheelhouse? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That's our mentality. You know, uh, the attack mode. Try to get to him as much as we can, and we we not understand the challenge, but you and you can't go in the game with fear. You have to respect respect the man, your opponent, and then you know you got to bring it to him. You know. You can't just like we just watched the Canelo fight last week. He had to respect plan. Oh yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, he had to finish the job. So, uh, yeah. Did you hear that on Instagram? Did you hear them talking on Instagram? Like they're like, "Oh yeah, I really respect you. You're a good fighter." And yeah. was like, "Yeah, you're a good fighter too." I was like, 
This is so weird. So like, weird. It's so weird. But yeah, it's like, it I makes sense. Didn't expect that, but do they say uh, that a lot? The receivers ever say that to you? Oh, this is a pretty good matchup, huh? I respect you. They'll be like, "Oh, you got me this play." Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean, something like that. But uh, you know, that's a boxing match. That's like you're 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 trying to kill each other right then. So yeah, I'm definitely surprised to hear them say talking yeah. friendly in there. Well, I mean, you know that DBs and wide receivers go at it all the time. What do you make of the taunting? Yeah calls that are happening right now in the nfl yeah man it's just making it you know making it hard on players you know a lot of times we just play with so much emotion and got that fire inside you know you do uh talk trash to other opponents sometimes and that's part, that's part of the, of the game part of the yeah, game that's part of the game we know if we get caught on that receivers gonna act a fool in front of us do might dance you know toward the ball and that's what's gonna happen and if we make a play they know we're gonna celebrate talk best to them so it's kind of like it, it's the NFL. So now uh, just making it, making sure that you got to really celebrate with your team or you can't really celebrate in the direction of their team. You know, you got to always, it's kind of like training yourself to not get a taunting foul, you know. Uh, yeah. And it, performers, like entertainers, like it's hard to like tone down entertainers, you know, uh, performers. And um, they're kind of like making us really tone down on that showcase, you know. Well, it's, it's just there. you got. It's just, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say you you have to stop an incredible athlete as a wide receiver in front of you, and then you have to make sure that you don't get a DPI or a holding, which is also really yeah. hard in today's game. And then by the time you do finally stop him, break up the pass, then you can't celebrate it. Like it's like this yeah. this compounding series of events that we 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 talk about it all the time. It's just we're we're pretty frustrated with the way the games are being officiated. So yeah. I can only imagine what it's like to play. And we also all in agreement that DB is the hardest position to play in all of sports. I really oh, yeah. think yeah, I really man. believe it. I truly believe that. Yeah. That and quarterback, we got to still give respect to the quarterback, even though I would say it's went down because now they don't have to get hit anymore. So they're protected. They have a big protection on them, but I would say like the real era when they, those guys were really taking shots, Dion. you know, Elway. Yeah. You know, Elway era. Brad Favre era, that was when it was legit the hardest position on the field. So de- definitely DB, I'll put DB up there and quarterback for sure. Mm-hmm. Offensive line now, tackle, now that that's pretty tough too because you've got to think about these edge rushers that you have to block now. You know, Miles Garrett, Von Yeah, I literally, that's literally who came uh, to my mind. I'm like, what are you going to do against that guy? Yeah. yeah, it's like impossible to try to stop those guys. But um, I would say that I'll put those in the top five hard positions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that apparently kicker nowadays too is is really tough. But that, that no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I had to. I look. I, I was set up for it. I had to pull it out. Yeah. Uh, a couple more for you, Chris. Um, back to college though. Uh, what were some of your favorite memories at Kansas? We love. I know. Yeah. Obviously, this is a Texas. It is a Texas overarching show. Um, but we've had a lot of guys in the opposing squads come through, and we love hearing what the experience yeah. is like for you guys at your college and university. I'm, I'm sure you love it. Yeah. Uh, what some some of your favorite memories there, man? Yeah. Man, Kansas was uh, just a great school, man. It was um, still to this day. I'm still friends with a lot of the players, a lot of teammates. Uh, you know, everybody was friendly and loving. Uh, it, was a, it was a great atmosphere, you know. Uh, I always say, if, if Kansas is off for you, I mean, I always tell guys, man, it's going to be the family atmosphere for the rest of your life, you know, still to this day. Uh, have a great connection with those people up there. and um, Great academics. Um, sports was, you know, we had Mark Mangino, man, so it was like a real job, you know. I always felt like if I could play for Mangino, I can play for any coach. 
uh, still to this day. I haven't had a harder coach than him, you know. So uh, it was a it was a real grind for us when I was there at the time with him. But other than that, man, it was fun. Uh, we got to, you know, of course, win a, uh, win an Orange Bowl, um, play with some great guys. So it was fun, man. But uh, man, Gino made us work though. We had to definitely put in a lot of work uh, to achieve everything. Yeah, I mean that's that's. That's what it, that's what it is. That's what we're searching for. You know, we yeah. saw we had a leaked video. I don't know if you saw Coach Bo Davis, our defensive line coach, had a video leaked of him kind of ripping into the players, and we're like, mm. there we go. You know, we like look. You know, yeah. it's obviously it's not easy playing at a major university in front of major fans with the demanding fan base and boosters and all that stuff. But yeah. at a certain point, like you sign up for this, right? And so you mm-hmm. want to be you want to be the best. You got to act like the best and, and you know and, and do all the off the field stuff and clearly our team hasn't been doing that because we're four and five and blow every fourth quarter game like mm-hmm. why like maybe you could speak to the mentality of like what what star were you out of high school if you were you two three star yeah, i was a two star yeah jj what what two star is there a yeah. difference in mentality i mean from four or five stars is it egregious for us to say that they are so used to taking things lightly because they've had that talent growing up that their yep. work ethic isn't where it's supposed to be. Is that a fair statement? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's definitely fair. I agree. You know, a lot of times they've been spoon fed a lot, you know, they've been told they're the greatest ever, you know, in high school and they've actually dominated high school, you know, cause a lot of these times these four or five stars are just bigger than everybody mm-hmm. in high school. And then once they get to the college, Nah, you're not bigger than everybody now. So no. uh, let's see if you're a true four or five star. And they don't have that mentality. Sometimes it breaks them, you know, because I've been this star and now I come to college, I'm just a regular guy now. Mm. Even though I'm supposed to be the same type of player I was in high school. And mentally, some of those guys are not being able to transfer that to college. So uh, I've seen – that's probably what y'all are having an issue of, man. Y'all, oh, yeah. You're going to find the right four – five-star guys that you can develop that aren't that way mentality. So uh, I think that's something that y'all been struggling with. But the guys that I played with in Texas, uh, my era, you know, Arakpo, uh, Sergio Kendall, uh, you know, Earl, they had – those were dogs, you know, so they were different. You know, Shipley was different. So um, those guys were definitely totally different. Kwan. Yeah, I mean, Kwan. yeah, even Quan, Yeah, they're all different compared to, you know, the guys that are there now. You're literally echoing everything Quan says, man. I mean, I wish we had more guys like Quan and you on this year's Texas team, but I'm glad we have you on this Chargers team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last one, Toss. You want to rip it to him? Yeah, we, we, we talked about Kansas memories. We'd love to just hear your favorite sports memory of all time. We always yeah. ask all of our guests that come on the show, yeah. playing in, watching, whatever it is, um, whatever was most impactful yeah. to you. Oh, winning the Super Bowl, man. Super Bowl 50, man. Winning that, uh, that was huge for us. Uh, we had missed. It meant so much to us, especially me and Von, Derek Wolf, because uh, we had missed the first Super Bowl when we played Seattle. So we had like 10 guys on the defense starters that didn't play versus Seattle, but everybody thinks they played the real Broncos, you know. Our oh, offense God, was amazing at that, that time, but our whole defense was out during that Super Bowl. So, it, um, but so that's why we wanted to come back so hard when that Super Bowl 50, man, uh, that was a great game versus Cam. So that was one of my favorite games for sure. 
Yeah, that was I, we were. I think we were juniors in college. I remember because we rushed yeah. back from New Orleans. It was during Mardi Gras. <laughs> that's a, that's an off the air discussion. We could have another time. Right? You in L.A. when you're in the off season over beers, Chris, on us. But yeah, yeah I, I did. It was just a rumbling deal because Peyton was like, that was it. He was like nine yeah. touchdowns, seventeen picks that year. It was pretty much over. I think Oslar was in and out of the lineup yeah. as well. And then the defense was that when Vaughn won. He won two Bowl. Yeah. Correct. Wild. Yes. I think we had. I mean, for this era, we're definitely the number one defense of yeah. this era. That was so, an amazing uh, defense. Yeah, some Unreal. good, ra- some good Ravens defenses, though. Some good Ravens defenses. And Seattle was Seattle was uh, Legion too, of Boom, yeah. But yeah. they didn't have to face the type of offenses that we had to face to make it to the Super Bowl and uh-huh. to win it. We had to. I mean, even though they beat Peyton in them, uh, they still didn't have to face. We faced. We had to face the one, two, and three offenses to go. Uh, or, the first, second, and the third with Big Ben. Uh, they had Le'Veon Bell, A.B., and them, that offense. And then uh, the Patriots playing Gronk and uh, Tom Brady. You know, prime Gronk is still prime Gronk, Edelman. And then having to face uh, Cam Newton, which they was number one offense. And he was the MVP. MVP. He's the MVP. Yeah. The 15-1. It's cool. yeah, so Super, Superman. Superman. Yeah. Two, two different kinds of hell, A, B, and Gronk, like two different kinds yeah. of smoke just come. That is bad. And they had Martavius Bryant then, too. Oh, yeah. He was, he was a problem. So, it, I mean, we <laughs> felt like we had the hardest, definitely one of the hardest routes uh, yeah. to get to the Super Bowl. And you guys there, waxed him that year, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Chris, is there a guy in the NFL over your playing days where you think to yourself, he lined up across from you? We talked about the quarterbacks, but mindset of, of being across from top tier wide receivers where you just say, if I don't bring my 100% here, yeah. I'm going to get beat. Is there one guy that, that was harder than anyone else to cover? Oh yeah. I mean, Antonio Brown was prime. AB was, uh, was tough because him and big Ben had so much great chemistry. You know, I think he kind of, I think he kind of, uh, take, didn't take advantage, you know, you know, when they were fighting and stuff, uh, I don't think he remembered, man. Big Ben was putting the ball in his chest like beautiful deep balls, you know. Yeah. So they made A.B. so hard to guard. Uh, I would say after him was a tough matchup. Let me see. Man, I had great rivals with A.J. Green, mm. you know, back in Denver. Uh, we had to see them almost every year, you know. Um, him, uh, Tyree Hill, probably one of the top receivers having to play. Uh, long, um, let me think of one more. It was pretty tough. Keenan uh, Allen? Had, oh, yeah, Keenan. Definitely. Having to see Keenan twice a year. Um, Amari Cooper, those guys, when they were – him and Crabtree were great rivals when they was with the Raiders. So, oh, uh, the, those guys those – Yeah, games, then we man. got in the Crabtree rivalry. I knew that was – I <laughs> yeah. knew we were going to sniff the Crabtree. I know that's I know that's your brother, but uh, that is all one of the best rivalries in, in yeah, football, Loki. Tlaib, Crabtree, Crabtree Sherman. Yeah. Poor Crab. Honestly, I hate to say poor Crabtree because he's a tech guy, but like the dude got it every which way he wanted. He seemed like a nice yeah. dude, honestly. It's funny, man. It's funny because Tlaib and Crabtree are really the same person. Like they're the same, they yeah. act the same way, but Crabtree's a receiver. You know, they're, yeah. that's why and they're clashing with each other. It's just funny because I've hung around both and they're really the same person but you know <laughs> one's on offense and one's on defense yeah <laughs> if they sat down i think they would probably be cool you know boys yeah we gotta, we gotta get yeah. them on a podcast together get them on to leap dude to has got to do that honestly i you know i'll freebie he's got his own platform he should totally have crabtree yeah. on that'd be epic you could tell everybody him would watch that oh yeah you could tell hey hey i went on these podcasts with these texas dudes uh 
they said this. You don't, we don't even need credit by the time it gets to him. You yeah. could take it. That could be totally your thing. I'll, I'll go to uh, Chris, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're honestly such a nice dude that will wish Kansas luck. We usually don't wish the opposing team. Uh, luck, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll wish the Jayhawks <laughs> luck in football, not in basketball, because it, yeah. it is our time to shine somewhere in basketball or football. Yeah. Um, but go kick some ass to the charge, man. Keep doing what you're doing. It's yeah, good. bolt up, man. Oh, yeah. Enjoy oh, yeah, watching. Thank brother. y'all, man. Appreciate y'all, bro. Of course, man. Thanks, we'll Chris. have it right out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No problem. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Chris Harris Jr., thank you for coming on. Fans out there, jag both feet and bounce, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they're free and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. Because they're free. We out you. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the Charity Stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 AM SoCal Sports Talk. I want to give a quick shout out to our friend Stan Diego, a local knowledgeable realtor. Stan Diego went to San Diego High School, then to San Diego State University. Stan Diego Kimmerman knows all about your city. Give him a call now for any of your buying, selling, or investment needs at 619-940-STAN. That's 619-940-7826. Go to standiego.com now to find out more. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.